So, what, this is another episode of Gabe's Animate Stuff? Yes. Yes, yes it is. Alright, and we don't know what episode number it is, and that's okay. Yes, because we made a goof on that one. Wow, this is really expensive. <laughs> sure is really expensive. Yeah, I think they're doing a conversion rate, right? When they're gonna when you're gonna buy like again like a Japanese iTunes gift card? Uh oh you're you're looking at the the services that give you iTunes gift cards? Yes. They're all like charged like a premium like a six dollar premium plus like delivery. Oh yeah, like a service charge. Yeah, of course. Because someone, someone has to walk out there and like walk out in Japan and buy it and well, see, this is a this this is a website called N2J N2GA Exports, and that's all they do is just import stuff from like retro to whatever whatever they want to sell. So you actually can get them, you actually can can email them going, hey, I'm looking for such and such, and if they have it in stock, they they'll sell it to you, and if not, they'll go find it for you at for a premium. Yeah, no, I I went I go to Japan. I think, like, the last time I went to, to buy, like, a, an iTunes gift card, uh, I went to a site called Japan Codes. They still exist. But then uh, my friend James, who lives in Okinawa, he gave me, like, a $100 gift card. And I'm still, like, still sitting on, on, on some money left for it. I bought the Aria soundtrack, like, the first one, with that with some of the cash that he gave me. Mm-hmm. It's nice. That's weird that they have the whole Aria soundtracks on the, uh, on the Japanese iTunes gift store. Or iTunes gift store. iTunes uh, store. So it's nice. Oh my god, viewpoint is so expensive. It sure is. So, um, all right. Uh, so we let's, the episode's been underway for a little bit. So yeah. So okay. Actually, no, no. Let's 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 do a bit of follow up from last week. Remember what, what we were talking about from last week at all? Um, handhelds was the last thing we remember. No, remember it was the the publishing stuff. Remember like the like uh like who? Which oh yeah. Will, will like sync and which ones won't. Um yeah. Um we're not gonna. So the follow up is uh. You know, we were talking about how Funimation was uh, was doomed, right? Yeah. Um, in in that in that landscape, because uh, there's like a uh, the the current the current scene right now is like the bigger players like Netflix and Amazon are jumping in and throwing uh, throwing their money throwing their weight around so they can get exclusives. Right. Um, yeah. On their in their in their ecosystems. And yeah. uh, we uh, we did mention that Funimation was was going to be screwed out of that because they're. Their business model was that of a of a different era. Oh yeah, right? it is. Yeah, it's a different era because uh, you know they only publish they only publish like physical physical copies of the uh, of of the shows that uh, that we would want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. They they their business model isn't pre- predicated on the fact that they actually have their own cash reserve to throw at Japanese studios to create um, to create content ex- and have it exclusive to right. animation. Yes. Yes. Right. Unlike Netflix and. Uh, and Amazon, Hulu. which is which is actually what they're doing. Yeah, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. Now we said that uh, Funimation is screwed, but there's a whole bunch of other smaller uh, publishers that also release DVDs. Like, uh, yeah, and then did, did we mention that uh, Nipponichi Software was also going to be uh, wasn't wasn't going to be part of this fate because uh, yeah, they have other stuff that they have no no their... no they did for they their their primary differentiation differentiation is uh, the the quality of their of their home releases are. Are almost the same as absurdly awesome. Yeah, is is about the same as what you get in Japan or better. So yeah. basically, like you know, you get like a whole bunch of feelies, like nice feelies, like um, very like, nice yeah, feelies. Yeah, like uh, like you know, it's a big box, right? And it comes with maybe an art book, or it comes with like an illustration book. Or okay, so most of uh, NIS America, which actually releases the stuff here stateside, when they release a book, when they release an anime, an anime, mm-hmm. they they do the same thing like they do in Japan. They do first printing exclusive stuff. Yeah. And for let's say let's say let's take House of Five Leaves for example. When they did the first printing, you got a paper fan. Mm-hmm. With you have a, you had five you had five paper fans depicting the five different members of the Five Leaves. Okay. And you got the art book. And the, you know, the thing that came with it was an art book slash like episode guide. <laughs> nice. Which is really nice. Yeah. And the whole the whole package as a whole, it's really nice quality. And not only that, it's there. Every single set is a dual set, mm-hmm. Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah, it's a it's a Blu-ray DVD combo box. And yeah. they're really they're really really nice. Yeah, they're really really nice. And you pay for it. Yeah. Because they're really really nice. Yeah. So that's how that's how Nipponichi Software will will survive, and other publishers like that in the U.S. will will stay around. But what Funimation try, has been trying to do, in order to um, keep costs down, is you know just release them in box sets like. Like how a lot of most, uh, like how a lot of uh, US TV shows are, are done mm-hmm. over here. You know, they just 
release a season and they put it in like a box and then like they just try and sell it for like under 50 bucks and most people will buy it. Yeah. But, right? But, you know, we, we idiots like our uh, feelies. Yeah, yeah, especially like, yeah, they like our feelies, especially for, and the other problem with, uh, with Funimation too is that they want to, they still want to keep the, uh, the publishing rights to like a lot of big name IPs like Dragon Ball. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, right? Uh, what, else, what, what, else, what else is big that, what, what else is like a big series that, that Funimation publishes um, physically besides well, those two? They, were, they did have the rights to Full Metal, but they lost that one. Yeah. Um, yeah one Piece? That, one Piece? I'm trying to think here. Uh, well, yeah, just I don't know the the ones I can think of are really One Piece, Sailor Moon, and Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z. Those are like the money makers right there. Yeah, and you know, Funimation is, is going to be eventually going to run, not have enough money to maintain those IP rights for anything else. Uh, and so, and then they, they don't release them in like nice box sets either. So, so much for that. And uh, that's where that's where Funimation is going to fall. Uh, like for example. Uh, uh, and like the, the smaller companies besides uh, Ippanichi Software, the the other the other smaller publishers, they're just trying to go for small series. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, the smaller series. Uh, for example, it's it's really weird that uh, the right stuff, right? You know the right stuff. Right? Yeah, right stuff. Yes. Yeah, like pretty much. I know the right stuff will be around because basically their tastes are similar, exactly like mine, which is bizarre. Like they, they seem to get like all the anime that like I would actually watch, and I've actually watched like a lot of the stuff that they that they're publishing. And, and the funny part is, they're not. Uh, right stuff picks up a lot of niche anime. No, no, actually, they, it would be considered niche, but it would be it, like if like a normal person would watch it, it would be considered mainstream, like a uh, antique bakery. Yeah, <laughs> that's like it's like it's it's very J drama ish. Right? Yeah, it's right. very J drama. The other one that was really good was Emma. Yeah, Emma. That's also like yeah, that's like a historical piece. That's hardcore historical drama piece type. It's yeah, historical setting, great story. Yeah, it wouldn't feel like it wouldn't feel out of place in like a BBC like live action. No, it really, it really, it really would. Wouldn't. It, it, if it would, if if BBC actually showed anime, this is probably one of the ones it would like show. Yeah, see, like it's, it's like it's considered quote unquote niche, but it's actually like really mainstream for like outside of the anime community. It's just not heavily promoted. Yeah, it's it's in, they they have a lot of stuff that's not promoted. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's not promoted with the same agenda like all the others that like all the other shows that like you know. That, and, and the thing that, and the thing with right stuff is they don't shove it down your throat. So like here here's what we're offering. Go nuts. Yeah, no, it's just like we got this thing. We yeah. got this. We're publishing it. Um, and the the also part is the only they'll publish the actual the I the business model is amazing. They do small. They publish in small batches. They do small yeah. batch publishing. Actually, no, they, they have like yeah, the, their branch. Those only entertainment is responsible for publishing anime. Yeah, and the thing is, they they do small branch, small batch publishing, which yeah. pretty much means they'll print two hundred, like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred sets. Yeah, and until that set's gone, they won't publish any until that's gone. Mm-hmm. So they publish as they get rid of the stuff, so that way they're not ha- they don't have a warehouse full. Like they'll publish something like like look at uh, Funimation. Funimation, holy shit! They they will print the, like the saber, you know, the slim sets, the, the yeah. thin set like anime seasons. Yeah, they'll, com- they'll complete set for like twenty bucks, and then like the warehouse is full of stuff, <laughs> and they're just trying to pump it out. Like, oh look, save like no. Oh, okay, so it's similar to, to Apple's model, where it's just like they just try to make as much as demand. Yeah, they they go they go with demand. They don't go they don't have a mass supply, but if the demand goes up, they start they ramp up. They they ramp up a little bit more. Yeah, and but, the other thing with the right stuff too is they also not only do they get stuff that's like quote unquote niche, but it's like it would be they get amazing. television seasons. They get tell no no not only that they also get like they're also picking up series you know that that other publishers like uh, decided to drop because they didn't want to afford it or just wasn't economically well, feasible. Well, yeah, and, and they're but they're still historically significant. Like uh, Nadesco, yeah, Martian successor Nadesco is one of them, um, and obviously Utna. Yeah, Utna was really uh, good. Rosa Versailles. I hated that one. <laughs> I don't know why. I it's 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 my style anime, but like the first two episodes just kind of killed it for me. I'm like, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so that's why that's why right stuff will still be around because not only not only do they have like uh not only do they publish like that kind of that you know that that stuff of anime that that's that's still historically significant. Right, they 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 mix that in with the historically significant stuff, along with like a lot of a lot of stuff that Junichi Saito was involved with. You know who he is, right? Yes, Junichi Sato. He's uh, that's Saito. Yeah, Junichi Sato. He uh, like he, he was like responsible for like one season of Sailor Moon. Yes, he was. Um, but then like, 
Then he started doing a bunch of, and he he's also like really good for Magical Girl series too, which is in general. Yeah, he did a did one or two of them that were really good. Yeah, but like like like, like all of his other non Magical Girl stuff, like Right Stuff has like Aria, uh, Sketchbook. Yeah. And for some weird reason, like uh, was it Umi Monogatari, which is like really funny. Oh yeah. Because that was like a pachinko like. Slot oh game. sweet! Check it out. They picked up the rights for Esclafone. Well, who? Right Stuff. Yeah, that's another historically significant. Kodigias, uh, True Tears. Gogo, Go Gogo Go Thirteen. Remember that one? Oh no! But that is. But Escafloni, man, that that's like the most serious Kalamori like show I've ever seen. Yeah. It is. It's like so serious. I can't believe he. Screw you, Kalamori. <laughs> like looking back at it, I was actually surprised Kalamori held back on all of his shenanigans. There's like maybe like only one or two scenes in that entire series where he actually went like you know where like it slipped out a little bit. Like he did a Freudian slip of like his shenanigans. But every every other thing that happened afterwards is just like, wow, this is so serious. <laughs> yeah, like see, this is like a this is a right stuff business model. They don't oh, really. No. Oh, they also have a lot of the older Mobile Suit Gundam shows too. Yeah, it's like it's like their mentality is similar to like uh, it's like similar to us like you know going to like uh, going to like uh, Goodwill or like uh. And oh yeah, and, like, like, and like finding really badass handwriting. Yeah, it's you know? just like yeah, like you know, like you know, like the, the the guys who like originally had this, like you know, we don't need this anymore. We'll just we'll just give it away to Salvation Army because we need the we need some cash and we need to clear up space. And then like you know, the right stuff is like us like going in there and like finding it, like sweet, and we just take it. And yeah, go. it really is because it's like um, whatever, we don't care. It's still good. Yeah, and it's it's just cheaper for us to pick up and sell now. It's great. Hey, cat, shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, that so that's 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 where uh, that's why we, we we know Funimation is screwed. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but everybody else will be okay. Um, all right. So the other the other thing is uh, what is it? Bandai was not responsible for uh, for uh, for bringing Smile Precure to Netflix. It was actually through Saban. Yeah. So oh yeah, Saban is they're making mon they're making bank right now because it's Saban. Well, actually, no, it's Saban, but Saban is actually just the U.S. subsidiary for for, for Bandai. It is. Yeah, they're, they're just they're just a Bandai subsidiary, but they're they're responsible for localizing like a lot of shows for American consumption. Oh yeah, Power Rangers. Yeah, Power Rangers. Yeah, like that's yeah that's making that's actually like a big uh, a big revenue stream for uh, for Bandai actually. For, or stateside. No, no, just worldwide actually, because they they also have uh, Power Rangers over in Japan too, but it's, it's something else. It's, but Super Saban localizes. It's called Super Sentai Warriors. No. Something like that, yeah. No, no, no. Super Sentai Warriors is a Ronin Warrior. Sorry. They, so it's a Super uh, Super Sentai uh, something Warrior. I, it's something like that. Unfortunately, Super Sentai is like like a branch of like TV show slash anime stuff. That's like, yeah, yeah, where people transform into like a, like Power Rangers essentially. The Power Rangers formula for people who aren't familiar with that. This was that's what essentially Super Sentai is. Oh, I forgot they have Peach Girl on this. Sweet. You're still looking for Rightstop's catalog. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> uh, they, they also think, the little thing about um, Rightstop, um, they have a lot of hentai. <laughs> okay. They're one of the few like people who will publish and distribute hentai. Interesting. With no and yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Um, last thing, last thing for follow up to. Remember that that picture uh, with the that clamp drew Miku, and you're like, hey, that's that 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 thing looks familiar that she's holding. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, uh, a little bit. We did a little bit of the digging up uh, about that, and uh, uh, that character that Miku's holding is actually called Nitty. Nitty. Yeah, Nitty. Yeah, Nitty. Um, it's actually a girl too, which is weird. <laughs> like, how is that a girl? But whatever. Um, the character is actually from a. Uh, from a PS2 came a PS2 title called Technibeat. Okay. Um, it's it, this is a which is actually the sequel to Technic Ticks, right? The but the Technic Ticks Technic Ticks was never released over stateside, so but you could get a Technic Beat um, over in the the U, you could, uh, on the US PS2. Uh, it's also a rhythm game. It's a unique rhythm game. I'm not. Uh, yes, you can just go check I, it out. Yes. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Technic Beat. Yeah. Well, I have to send this. I just found something so hilarious that it's yeah. not allowed. And so, I have to send yeah, it Technic so Beat is actually uh, what is it? it it's it's uh, it's, a, it's a series owned by a company called Arika. What was it called? Arika. No, Ar Arika, Arika. Oh yeah, they did. Um, they're the ones who published um, Don Pache. Yeah. So the, the yeah, they they, they released like uh, yeah, they, they developed uh, some 
some uh, Don Pachi titles. Uh, they also did like uh, they did the GameCube uh, Mega Man Battle Network game too. Yeah, they're, they're the ones who do that. Yeah, they're also responsible for Street Fighter uh, EX. Yes, they they did all the EX, the Street Fighter EX, and then yeah, which is why uh, Sakura Bankai is in that <laughs> is in Groove Coaster because uh, obviously like the what is it the I guess the Groove Coaster has like a. They have strong developer ties with the remake. Oh, yeah. They're the ones who created, like, the best version of the Tetris, or the Tetra, Tetris Grandmasters. Yeah, the, the Tetris Grandmasters series. Yeah, but uh, Arika... Yeah, and, and so basically, long story short, Clamp actually collaborated with uh, with one of the composers from Arika to create a, a vocal exclusive song. So, there you go, guys. Now you know. And knowing he's after battle, right? Alright, so uh, now with follow-up out of the way, unless we have other follow-up. Do you have any other follow-up from last week or no? Uh, no, I'm going to look for this game so I can buy it, because it looks this game looks amazing. I told you to mute that. <laughs> totally still not. My bad. <laughs> that is okay. <laughs> it is okay. Uh, we could probably... Uh, no, no, we'll leave that in there. Alright, so, yeah, technically it, it looks interesting. It's... it's it was, we'll, we'll Japan, was, it, was it like a Japan exclusive? No, um, Technic Beat was Technic Beat was uh, published over here in the U.S. Yeah, but it was published under a different company. It wasn't Akata. It was uh, oh Mastiff Games. There you go. Yeah, Mastiff Games. I love how how like the Japanese version is way better. Oh, because the artwork in the front looks way better. Oh, because you know Japan. Oh yeah, because uh, localization. Um, yada yada yada. Yeah, right. so I'll, I'll I'm gonna get the Japanese version because I like the cover better than the American version. The okay. American version looks like crap. Okay. It's like all three-dimensional, like, crap. It just looks bad. Yeah, it well, really does. Yeah, 3D doesn't really age well. No, it Unless doesn't. Unless it's Guilty Gear Ixard. <laughs> That'll never age at all. <laughs> no, it, it looks... I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to my local shop owner, see if there's this guy I know. Oh, you mean a People Play? At People Play, yeah. He, sometimes, he, has, he has this weird way of, like, finding stuff. Alright, well... Hey, isn't that great, Dave? I, we, you learned something new all over our podcast. Well, this, this, this is like, I love rhythm games, and this is, a, this is like a really obscure one I've never heard of. Yeah, me neither. I, I only heard about it because, like, it was, um, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was just so really random that I found out about it because of the Miku thing. And I'm just like, hey, that character, wait, what the heck, that character's a group coaster. So, yeah, that's the long story short. I would actually want to tell you another thing about about that that franchise because, but I don't want to do that just yet because uh, we'll talk about it later. Right, whatever. Yeah, just because it's relevant. It's relevant to what you want to talk about later anyway. So no, so no more follow up, right? No, no more follow up. Okay, we're done. All right, so let's go on to the main topic at hand. So uh, what is it? Nintendo's resurgence, right? Nintendo's resurgence. Yeah. So was it last week? Pokemon Go was a uh, was released, released and then success. Smashing sex, it, it beat Twitter. It literally beat porn <laughs> as the most searched for item on the internet for hey. a good three days. Hey. It beat out porn. That's a really hard thing to do. Yeah, it is. That, to yeah. beat, po- beat porn as a, ser- as a search for search engines. Well, that's true. Out of all three major search engines, it beat out porn in all three that's for amazing. three days. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, that that that's that's, that's we should write, put that in the record books. It it probably did, it probably will hit the it hit the record books. Sorry. Most search most search item in the world no longer porn. It's Pokemon. It's Pokemon Go. Go. Hey, that works. And another thing is it's it crashed servers for like the first couple. It keeps crashing servers. That's actually a good sign. That's a very good sign. Because I think Europe got got the release today, for and it crashed all the servers this morning in the U.S. But I actually crashed all the servers in general. So Pokemon Go is not available for a good like three hours. <laughs> yeah. The the mass the masses that are playing this game is insane. There was a huge backlog. Look like something about like fifteen hundred plus people were in Central Park last night trying to catch a fucking big Porygon. <laughs> They're like, Oh my god, I'm playing Porygon and fifteen hundred plus people showed up to Central Park. What time? Something around 11, 11 at night. <laughs> showed up in Central Park to catch a Vaporeon. And it, like, it's, it's available for everybody who goes there, right? It's, yeah, everybody. Everybody who shows up has the opportunity to catch the bloody thing. Nice! As long as you have a working uh, data con- connection to... As long as you have a working data connection, you can do whatever the fuck you want. To the point where people are literally just opening... If they have uh, like mobile Wi-Fi, they're, yeah. oh, everybody's using... It's bringing, it's creating a new community. Meeting, you're meeting new people. Not only you're making friends, and 
You can you can cast. There's a huge thing that right now with security with it. Oh yeah, yeah. there's like a lot of news stories of people like trespassing and there. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch of like mock uh, images of like people sneaking into like the White House, and be like, "How'd you sneak by security?" Well, <laughs> the security is like 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 base security. There's actually a story. It was a legit story. It happened last week. Um, what happened was you had a military. There's this is like military. One guy needed needed a flight time for the helicopters for some unknown reason, like yeah. whatever reason. The other guy's like, sure, let's go. And then he decided to fly the maximum range he was allowed to gain flight time. Yeah. While his partner was, while his co-pilot was playing Pokemon Go, tagging, tagging Pokemon centers, gins, <laughs> catching Pokemon within the radius of flight, of the allowable flight for this fucking. <laughs> so they used that as logistics. We used the you use the excuse of I need more flight time. With a guy already had like it was, was has like maximum allowed flight time. Yeah. Sure, I'll be your co-pilot so you can get more flight time. Let me just take my my phone here and we'll do this. And they were tagging stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this is how big this game is. Yeah, this is like the next World of Warcraft. There, there, uh, it's to the point where people are. There's a, a guy in Australia that quit to play this game full time. <laughs> There are people who are offering their services for something like two hundred dollars a day to train and hunt for on your Pokemon Go account. Um, it's getting ridiculous. It's to the point where okay, we get it. It's an amazing game, bringing communities together. But then you have the idiots who like quit their jobs. They're like, oh, I can make money off this. It's like who the fuck would pay you two hundred dollars to train Pokemon? Well, who would who would pay you money to just like you know log onto your account and collect gold for World of Warcraft? Yeah, same thing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, oh, look, I'm offering services. I'm here to, to mine for you all day. Yeah, the the way you made it sound, it gave me flashbacks of like when World of Warcraft was released too. Yeah, and people were like, oh, look, yeah, I remember, like, oh, look, I'll, I'll log into your account every day to, to find gold. Okay. No, no, not just that, that's just for gold farmers, but just in general, when it when it launched, it'd be like. People would like go online and like they'd be like, oh, I can't go online, or they'd be playing the game, and then like once in a while the server would just like would fart on you, would just derp out, and then like you know like you'd be trying to do something, but you're, you'd be looping your animation, and, like your party members would be just like running in circles, yeah, and they'd be like, what's oh no, server's going down, and you get kicked to the log, you get kicked out to the the logout screen again, I'm like no, <laughs> yes, there's a, the, that's what Pokemon Go is happening right now. Yeah, and then, answer, like, yeah. And then you was, log back in, like, and then you just meet, like the, the first thing you see is like your 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 character's body on the floor because you lost the fight because you couldn't input any more commands. Yes. <laughs> you like after it shows you like that one that one like a uh, screenshot like you're like you're it immediately switches to like your ghost form. You have to go retrieve your corpse. Ah, uh, good old days of World of Warcraft. <laughs> You know, it's it's you're starting to get a lot of people like like a lot of people who, who spend all their life like playing on MMOs. And you have people. It's the same thing that happened with Diablo first came out. There's like let's three see, or yeah, when Diablo three first came out. No, even Diablo two, where like people would just sit there and mine, you know, for rares. So they'll, they'll sit there and play. They'll do psychotic number of playthroughs to get some of the rare stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like there you go, we're selling it, and that's what's that's, yeah, having Diablo three. You have Diablo, heaven Diablo two. It's happening Diablo three. It's happening on on WoW. It, all, all the major MMOs. It's it. You can you'll find people who will sit there and offer you services. Oh, we'll take your character to the max level for X number of dollars. You're getting the same thing with, with Pokemon Go, and it's like, um, sure. Okay, if you can make money off it, make money off it. But man, as long as it's legal. As long as it's all legal. Dude. It's yeah. As long as it's legal, you're fine. But the people are finding. Pokemon, like everybody's waiting for like everybody's hacking the the actual like code for this game, and they're like already talking about, oh, there's gonna be a cross promotion with McDonald's. Yeah, there's I gonna heard be a cross. That. There's gonna be like all oh, the legendaries are already programmed to the game. Oh, look, the Je- the Joho Joho League uh, Pokemon are coming, because right now it's a little Kanto League, like the original Kanto, like 150. Yeah, they're gonna do the other two. They're gonna do the full 250 set. It's like oh. What the fuck, guys? Come on. It's like, give us a second. Let us catch these. You know, and like a lot of people are complaining. Like, oh my god, there's not enough. There, there are certain Pokemon that'll just. Like, you don't evolve your Pokemon. Yeah. By mixing and, like, catching more of the same Pokemon and merging them with the Pokemon. So it's like, somebody had estimated it takes 25 to 30 Magikarps to evolve it into a Gyarados. <laughs> but 
you know, and same thing for Drowsy. They evolve into Hypno and Squirrels, and it's just really fucking annoying. It's really annoying indeed. Um, I played it for a little bit before, and apparently well, everybody's flipping out because I had a Lapras. I'm like, where the hell did you find a Lapras? I'm like, um, I was downtown, and it was right there by, like, the fucking Hemp Mountain. And I'm like, oh, look, a Lapras caught it. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get Wi-Fi? Uh, around Booking Camp Fountain because th- you don't you don't have like a right now your your phone service is off. Yeah, I know. How'd you how'd you get it? You have any idea how many people are running around with their Wi-Fi on and unprotected? <laughs> you mean oh the, the, so you, you were just piggybacking off with their phones? I was piggybacking off people's Wi-Fi. Do you have any idea how easy it is oh right now? Oh my god, that's terrible. So many people have like their their mobile hotspots on because. It, it, it's like this, they have this weird like idiotic theory where if like you have your mobile hotspot on you you have a bunch of people in the same company you'll have better better Wi-Fi connection and like better like download rate speeds for like the <laughs> internet like you guys are fucking stupid so I encounter people like playing Pokemon Go downtown it's like oh look Lapras caught done <laughs> I was like the only major Pokemon I have caught besides like Pikachu well, only the two Pokemon I have in my, on my game is Pikachu and Lapras. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't play Pokemon. Just, I mean, like, yeah, I just never got into it, so. Like the big thing that, the big thing about it is, like, augmented reality. That's, like, the big Yeah, thing. but, like, big I, I thing. yeah, that's, that's why I, I, I want to talk about, though, because it, it is a big deal. Um, it's, it's actually, that this game is going to actually be a big slap in the face for people who, who are, who are, uh, banking everything to be, uh, VR in the future. Um, and this is, like, a, a good example of it, uh, saying no. <laughs> this is not going to happen. Um, VR does have its place, um, but it's not for general mass consumption. There is no way it's impossible. Um, it's the same reason why uh, a lot of arcade games uh, don't really translate too well for uh, a home console port, especially for uh, like a lot of uh, the rhythm games. Not there, like, like a lot of rhythm games, a lot of uh, simulation like games, like uh, driving. Yeah. Right? Uh, those those don't work too well. It's and. Although uh, driving games have an easier time uh, uh, with uh, with home console ports, as long as uh, the developers code uh, made sure that they, they coded uh, the game to work with other peripherals, or if the what is it the third party custom hardware guys like uh, Mad Cats or Hori yeah. make one like they they they're clever with the implementation of how to uh, use a steering wheel, for example, as a, as an analog stick uh, conversion for for motion stuff like that um but in general it's, it's just it's just really hard um to translate a lot of the like a lot of the arcade game mechanics into into a home console port unless either one uh the third party creates like the actually creates the the custom controller the custom interfaces hardware interfaces used to interact with that game for for the home uh for the home console and or you just buy the arcade the arcade machine itself both oh yeah both of which are very practical and very expensive um, and VR is going to be in that position in the future, uh, and not, pe- not a lot of people can afford that. So that's why I, I, I can see like two uses, two major uses for VR, right? And then not, and neither of them are really for video games. One is porn. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's already happening. You you didn't know you didn't know about the the, the very first porn convention that happened in Japan? <laughs> no. It got shut down because they were uh, premiering a new piece of uh, VR tech where you could interact with the headset slash and a doll. Yeah. And there's such a huge demand for it that they had to shut down the street and actually dissip- dissipate the, the crowd. <laughs> they like, scare them away with like a... They, they literally, they had to. It, it was it was a security concern. And they... they it was a small convention because they didn't, couldn't get like stuff. And they couldn't get... I don't know the whole backstory because A, I didn't want to read too much into it. Because <laughs> I was like... First, when I, read it, always, when, always, I, when I first read the first three par- two paragraphs, I'm like, I'm done reading this. Heresy? No, it's not heresy. It's like, I, I like, no, no, no. I mean like War- Warhammer 40k heresy. That's what I mean by it's heresy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean by like my, my heresy. So heresy, like you'll you'll be tainted by chaos. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm this is chaos. <laughs> it's heresy. <laughs> that's what I mean by my heresy. Yeah, um, and so I was like, nope, 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 nope done. I'm done. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the uh, that's one obvious use case, porn, um, and the other one is uh, military simulation. Yeah. Those are the because, well, you know, for because, you know, people were willing to spend a lot of money for a uh, realistic porn experience. That's 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 like guaranteed. Yeah. Right. They and 
They don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it. That's like a really private experience that you don't really want to share. VR is really meant for for really for really private experiences. And and um, I know I told Twan this uh, in their conversation like on Thursday, but the only reason for the big push for for virtual reality is the fact that porn industry. It's not porn. No, no. You know the main reason why yeah, there's the por- like the porn industry is the one who's gonna save it. You know. They're gonna save it, but the, the 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 main reason why you keep hearing like all, all like about all this talk about why VR is the future and all this other garbage is because you know who, because uh, because of um, because of Oculus Rift's history, uh, what is it? They got they got John Carmack on it. So yep. beca- they got a rock star programmer on uh, on the Oculus Rift project. And if you, for people who don't know who John Carmack is, he's pretty much the guy who uh, helped who pretty much pioneered the first person shooter genre with Doom. Right? Yes, he did. Yeah, he he's basically the he is the guy responsible for creating all of the, all of the first-person shooter engines for uh, ID software. He's like that guy, like and like he's a really smart guy. And like he, he you know, he he realized that uh, the, a VR fascinated him, so he 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 literally left the company that he helped found to go work for Oculus, and that says a lot. Yeah, it it really does. Right now, so you have John Carmack, and then you then then all of a sudden Facebook comes out of nowhere and buys. It buys Oculus Rift, right? And so it's that so perplexes me that they did that. It really does. Yeah, it, it perplexes. But you have to think. You have to think. So if you put two and two together, you'll realize that Facebook one is a social media company, and two they since they're a social media company, they know how to generate buzz, and three they know how to and they know how to generate buzz without actually putting their name on the buzz, right? That's why you see like a whole bunch of other companies. Now a whole bunch of other companies. You see whole, a whole bunch of uh, 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 journalists talking about VR, um, how it's awesome, right, and how it's quote unquote the future because they're basically spewing out what the what the VR uh, VR marketing guys are are telling these journalists because other if they don't agree to what the if they don't agree to publish what they say, then they won't get future coverage for all this VR stuff. So they have to oh, say, yeah. yeah, it's awesome, yeah, it's cool, right, but. And I mean, like the one, one, one of the uh, one of the things that actually makes me laugh uh, about uh, uh, about the, the VR marketing is the fact that sometimes, like, you'll hear a journalist like write down, well, you know, um, you know, the the, the the VR PR guys were always saying, yeah, we we we're, we're aware of the fact that uh, there is a concern that this might further isolate people from the real world, right? Shut them off completely from the real world. Oh please! There, there's not enough people shut off from the real world. Hell, they they named the new psych, psychological disease after it. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, fi- it's is... in the books, people. There's you can look it up. It's I forgot what it's fucking. Yeah, called. but this what this will the this will exacerbate also, the problem. Also, hand even more. me my coke because I'm thirsty and it's like put it so far away from me, bastard. Sorry, um, but yeah, it, it it it's going to exacerbate the problem even more, right? And. Like you know, it'll isolate people from the real world. Con- you know, isolate, uh, remove contact from them. You know, but well, we, we see that uh, you know it actually might enhance you know uh, communication between people. And I'm like, how is that going to enhance communication between people if you're if you're isolated from the real world and into this in this imaginary one? How how does this enhance communication? The only way for it to enhance communication is if, is if everybody's wearing a VR headset. And with and living within that virtual world instead of the real world, you know, talking kind of, to each other. And it rem, re, reminds me a lot about the way that they were describing it. It reminded me a lot of Doctor Who. <laughs> really? Well, see, in Doctor Who, in one of the seasons, they, they, the in the original Doctor Who series, one of the, one of the missing episodes in the Holy Grail, the episode like missing episodes, is the Cybermen origin story. Oh, okay. Because it, I think they found it like a couple of years ago in a BBC archive in Africa yeah but they have yet to release it to the public or they did I don't know I, I kind of like dropped off the map on it because yeah. like nobody was really covering the story and it was a kind of a blip on the BBC website whatever the point is eventually they did a new version of the origin story and the version of the origin story was one company was giving out selling headsets that pretty much commu- got you in put you on a network with other people where you didn't have to go anywhere Unless you needed to. Yeah. But you, everybody got the same content at the same time every day. Hmm. And, like, eventually that uh, that there was, a, there was an independent AI that was doing it. And then yeah. eventually, you know, the AI took over and turned everybody into upgrades. Oh, like, basically it became the Matrix? It became the Matrix, but instead of, like, 
the whole world getting taken over, it was like people got taken over and people were upgraded to like Cybermen. Oh, okay. Which became like the ultimate perfect version of humans. Yeah. But it's like they were pretty much humans with like no willpower at that point. Oh, like no free will? No free will. They're just following like the central cores. Like, oh, so you know, it's like it's like a divergent, <laughs> so to speak? It's kind of sort of. It, it's weird to explain, but. Okay. In, in essence, it's like, oh, look, Hawk. Okay, that's cool. But that's, that's, that's what when they, when they talk about so that's what it reminded me about. Yeah, it's like, it'll help, it'll help you see communication. I'm like, what? That's stupid. But yeah, that's the main reason why, uh, that's the, that's, that's the, that, I'm, that, that's my theory as to exactly why there's like this huge push for VR. It's because Facebook, Facebook bought, bought Oculus Rift and then everyone else in the tech industry went, oh my God, why did Facebook buy Oculus Rift? We better get on this because Facebook let me onto something, but no, they're not. <laughs> right? Everyone's like trying to go, jump on the Facebook bandwagon because, uh, well, because some, because the real benefactors of, of VR are, um, well, one, well, one, obviously the, the guys who make the VR technology. Yeah. Two, the guys who manufacture the video cards, right? Because now everyone's like on this huge spiel about like, oh, Apple or Mac products uh, aren't, aren't compatible with VR because they're too old, right? So you have to buy a new video uh -huh. card. You have to buy a new video card and there's no way for you to uh, practical. Uh, there's no practical way for you to upgrade the video card inside a Mac mm -hmm. nowadays. Um, and uh, the other, th the other, the other people who win are um, develop uh, software developers who uh, make uh, well, who make programs for uh, for this VR technology. Except those those guys, the the software developers, are probably the ones who get screwed the most because. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, uh, because if if it fails, then they'll be out of a job, and uh, that that was like one that was like one big concern uh, from the you you heard of the series of extra credits, right? Yes. Yeah, like uh, they 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 did a whole episode about the concerns of VR, and one of, one of the funny things about it was the host was like he he uh, he was like concerned that he knows of like a lot of developer friends who are banking up on this technology to be successful because if not, then they'll be out of a job, and I'm like. That's stupid. Now well, that's their fault for banking for placing their bets on the wrong technology, right? Um, as what it was, as Steve Jobs once famously said, it's never about the technology; it's more about how it how how, how it works to implement in the world. it. Yeah, how it works in the real world. You just don't create technology for technology's sake. You have to figure out why uh, how this technology w will uh, benefit uh, your your everyday life in some way, shape, or form, right? And if it doesn't, and if you can't find a reason for it, then it doesn't need to, then it doesn't have to exist. And that's what VR is right now. It it has its uses, but not in the mass market type of sense. And that's where, that's and that's when, and everyone's thinking that that's what the real solution is. But no, it's right. more for private use. Augmented reality, though, that's a different story. Like you can, oh, yeah. yeah, and Pokemon Go is already. Uh, well, on that way to becoming uh, a prime example of why augmented reality is the future, and that's the future I believe in. Um, because eventually, I mean, like that's that's part of the augmented reality, but like the the, the and that's only like that's like that, I would consider that like low end, low tech uh, VR tech or uh, augmented reality because the when when, uh, when more uh, high tech augmented reality becomes reality, it'd be more like uh, like the holograms. Right, like like mm -hmm. you see in Big Hero Six, right? Like those, like you'll see holograms and stuff like that. You can interact with it, and everybody else sees what you're doing. Right, that's a lot more open. That's a lot better than just like going, uh, look, then looking at a dude with a VR headset and holding these two funky like, we look, we like controllers and moving around looking like an idiot, <laughs> and you have no idea what they're really doing other than looking at a screen like a, a monitor, on the like right beside him, like showing you uh, what he's seeing, but not exactly how he's seeing it. Because, you know, obviously you'd have to, in order for for you to have the, the full VR experience, you got to have, like, that special mm -hmm. goggle on your face. And that's just... See, you know, it's already ridiculously complicated. Right. <laughs> so, that's my take on it. Um, that's my take as also as to why uh, VR is, like, being heavily promoted. Um, because Facebook is placing a lot of bets on that. Yeah, which is dumb. Yeah. So, uh, what else was there besides, uh, besides Pokemon Go? Because you're looking at stuff right now. Yeah, so, um, this is, um, what is it, um, I'm actually 
apparently... Yeah, I'll, I'll be right back. But keep talking. So, okay, so... I... I... Oh, fuck. What was I... I was going keep to something with this. Uh... I'll be right back. I just have to go. So, okay, so... For some odd reason... You can triple try it. Which... Uh, okay. Fi- yeah, Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. Um... No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm just trying to find... There we go. You know what? We'll try it. Alright, so... Triple Triad, of course, was rele- was a game for Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, minigame. Minigame. Yep. It had its own, like, sub... sub Like, sub-quest in the game, right? Um, and so Bandai... Was it? No, Squaresoft and Bandai got together. Really? To make a card game, to actually, they printed it. They printed the bloody thing. Oh, so it's like a, it's a data card. It's a, it's a legit card game. Um, oh, like, like a legitimate, like card game, or is it like a, digi- like a, like ones that you have to interact with? The, you could legit. It's a legit card game. You can actually can find it and buy it. Um, okay. So it's not like a, like a data. It's like not a data card. S. Um, well, there's game. two. There's there's two variants. There's uh the triple triad, and then they actually made a legit fantasy, Final Fantasy card game, with okay. like different abilities. But no. The one, the, the most coveted of it is Triple Try, the original release, and and the thing is, it came with you know, it, it played exactly like the game online. X played exactly like the game in terms of uh, like if you played it, if you played the game on the Final Fantasy VIII, it played exactly the game the same way on like physical copy. <laughs> okay. Which which was great. You don't you don't get that kind of like conversion where it's like, oh, it's this this game that you played in the game is now physical copy. It, oh, it plays by the way, it plays the exact same way, so you don't have to learn new rules. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, okay, but the problem is it was only released in Japan. Yeah, which usually happens. And these cards, if you actually find a full set, it's something around like it's only a set of hundred and ten cards. Yeah. And it's about two between two and four hundred dollars. <laughs> okay. Depending on condition. But there's another set of Final Fantasy card TCG that came out when two thousand six, five years ago. Yeah. And still producing sets. But now since it's course off, they they mostly concentrate on Final Fantasy. They've exhausted Final Fantasy after five years. Mm-hmm. And now they're branching off they're adding more cards from their other IPs. Okay. Their first apparently box next new box set is for Parasite Eve, huh? Which which pretty I think they're smashing all the all three games into one set, which is weird. Which is fine because it's not that big of a series. It's not that big of a series, and a lot of people were, were really pissed at them when they finally released a third game, and it didn't play like nothing like any of the other ones, and it was only a, on the PSP, yeah. and it kind of screwed the storyline, and what the fuck. <laughs> the ending was really unsatisfactory and a lot of people were like okay how about give us a fourth one and go back to the original roots from like the second game where you actually were legit running around hunting the stuff and trying to stop it and whatnot. but no <laughs> it's not happening not happening right. anyway uh, so we should probably go back to what Nintendo's resurgence because Pokemon Go is just like one of the one of the recent examples of them going nuts another thing that Nintendo is doing is for the holiday season they're re-releasing an NES. Yes. It's it's this really small ass console, thirty plus thirty games. Built into it. Built into it has HDMI. It's eight, it literally has HDMI. On oh, that's back. awesome! It's HDMI has composite on it and it's powered by like a small cable. You can use. They have retro versions of their NES controllers. You get it has a USB port if you want to plug in a USB. No, it's not a USB port, isn't it? It's, it's more like it, it's like the same like. It's co- the exact same connector interface for the Wii motes, right? For the Wii motes, yeah. And of course, they sell the classic version of like you actually like if you they have the converters where you can convert like the Wii Wii mote thing into like a Super Nintendo controller or whatnot. Yeah. And if you use that, it will actually register as a Super Nintendo controller and you use it like a Super Nintendo controller or an NES controller and so yeah. on and so forth. Um. I had the list of games. Hold on. Let, let me just find this list of games again. Because this is... For, for the 30 games that you are getting for this... That's insane. Like, for 60... That's worth the 60 bucks. 
Is it sixty bucks? Hold on. Yeah, you're, just... no, yeah, you're paying sixty bucks for like the for for like the the unit and one controller plus all the games that's all pre-installed on it. Pre-installed, which is it's an amazing list. Yeah, it is. Legend of Zelda, Zelda Two Links Adventure, all four Mario Brother games. All Mega four. Ma- yeah. There was Ma- Mario Brothers. Mario, it's Mario Brothers. Oh. Super Mario Brothers. Oh, Super Mario one, one through three. One through three and okay. Mario Brothers, Doctor Mario, Donkey Kong, Castlevania one and two. Wow. Double Dragon 2, Final oh. Fantasy, Excite Bike, Ghosts and Goblins, Gradius, Kid Icarus, Metroid, Super C, Tech Mobile. Like, it's. That's a good list. It the is. cream of the crop of NES games. Yeah, like Double Dragon. No, I, I would just get it for Double Dragon 2 alone. For me, it's like Metroid and Ninja Gaiden for me. That, that's about it. Yeah, no, for me, it's Double Dragon 2 because, man, that, that, was, that was pretty much the predecessor, predecessor to like the, the Dead or Alive, like, over the top, like, action style. And the, the funny part is, the packaging looks like original yeah, NES it looks, packaging. Yeah, it looks like a it, lo- it looks like a legit NES, which is it's, awesome. It's great. It, it is. It looks exactly like a legit NES. Yeah, but like um, super tiny. <laughs> well, let me see. Uh, it drops. It goes on sale November fifth. Um, it has HD, It plugs in with HDMI in the, HDMI outlet in the back. Uh, it comes with a one controller. The other controllers are twenty bucks for an extra controller. Wait, can you actually connect uh, that NES to like a Wii or a Wii U, and then you can like play the virtual console games on it, or or is it uh, only like uh, only the controller can be connected to a, a Wii a Wii mote, and then like uh, well, the controller itself is actually co- the controller itself is compatible with the Wii mote. Okay. With with a Wii and a Wii U, but the the console itself is standalone. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good system for sixty bucks, thirty games and a controller. Yeah, that, and, that's and, fucking. And made by Nintendo themselves. That's Nintendo, it's uh, themselves are releasing this, so it's not third party. There's no third party BS. It's Nintendo themselves. Yeah, that's legit. It's yeah, no. Nintendo is like really like playing hardball now. They're like they're not screwing around. This is a uh, this is a big deal. The power switch is the power switch. The reset <laughs> switch is legit reset switch. Wow. It's the only thing that you can't do is lift the flat. That, that's it. But oh no! Like it, it looks awesome. It does. It's like it's it's great. I would like probably buy like three of them. Oh man, I'd buy buy a couple of them too. I buy three of them. Be like this is like this is like my new Figma thing apparently. But yeah. Um... No, that, that like yeah, the Nintendo's not playing around anymore. This is like going to bring them. This is going to skyrocket them back to their glory because uh, what is it? I, I was actually really 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 concerned for Nintendo because uh, from what I heard. Uh, uh, like all over the internet for a while, that the virtual, the virtual console um, system, or the, like you know what the prom- what they were promising for the virtual console was, it's kind of lagging. Yeah, it was really lagging. But then when they brought this out, I was like, oh, I guess they do have. A, I guess they do kind of care about it. They, they do care. It's just that the thing is, a lot of people are expecting certain games to be on the on the virtual store, and one of the games that's not on the virtual store is Earthbound. <laughs> it's not there. There's no re- there's no excuse for that. No, there is there's like no, zero. It's like zero. There's zero excuse. There was a huge thing when Legend of the Secrets of Mana got released. Yeah, and it dropped the price on oh the physical cards. On the physical cards. It dropped about a little bit, but it dropped it enough where it became affordable again. <laughs> um, the thing is, the 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 amount for Earthbound. Yeah, is absurd. A loose cart is something like. Five hundred dollars right now. <laughs> Hold on, let me double check this because eBay is usually really good for pricing on some of this stuff. Um, it's it's insane how how expensive this cart a, a loose cart. Three hundred dollars. Oh, a cart. Yeah, it's just like the physical cart. Physical cart. You want a complete copy? That's somewhere up there around. Oh wow. Almost a grand. Uh, yeah, a grand. Because okay. the, the 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 Earthbound was the only game that got packaged with its own strategy guide. Oh yeah, that's right. And if you just want the strategy guide alone, that's three hundred dollars. Huh. Want the game? Three hundred dollars. So you're paying six hundred bucks. Might as well throw in the other like six hundred. Buy the the complete inbox copy. That's crazy. Um, no, but that's a good kind of crazy. But yeah, I I mean like. Uh, Nintendo, like, uh, actually going back to their true roots, is, and, like, what they're doing with, uh, with Zelda, with Zelda Breath of the Wild is, uh, 
is like really showing that they they know they actually know what they're doing. It's just that like during their Wii U days, they were just screwing. Oh yeah. Around. Yeah, they're just really screwing around with the, with the Wii U and the 3DS. Apparently, they're just like you know what, let's just do this thing. And if it, if it screws up, then we got a backup plan. And this is their backup plan. <laughs> um. I think the really the only real concern I have for Nintendo at this point is uh, maybe, maybe I guess like their cultural mentality of just trying to focus more on getting uh, Japanese developers to work for their system is uh, hurting them. Oh yeah. Um, because uh, and they're not even getting like all the Japanese developers because Sony's actually doing a bigger push for getting uh, for getting like a lot of the indie games that are um, being uh, being released at the comic markets over to their platform instead. So I have no idea what Nintendo can do. I mean, Nintendo still has bigger brand power. Oh yeah, it does. Um, and Sony's just trying to, at this point, do a lot of damage control because all they're trying to do is just gobble up the PC market uh, while Nintendo is just doing their own thing. And Nintendo's resurgence uh, is going to be interesting. It really oh, yeah. is because I want to see exactly how they're going to use the NX. And the thing is, they've already like put in a patent for a handheld system where everybody thought they're going to do a new another home console. Um, Everyone's expecting another home console because the Wii U is just a dismal. It's 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 starting to be considered a failed system, but at the same time, well, it's it is a, a failed system. It is a failed system in some retro. In America, it's considered a failed system. In Japan, it's a, it's like a. It's doing okay. It's doing okay, um, but that's the thing. It's a failed system in the U.S. side of Nintendo. Neat. They've been requesting when are you going to release a new home console, but with the NX project, you're getting a new handheld. That's fine. Which is just fine. And the thing is, Nintendo, their bread and butter, most of their bread and butter is handhelds. Yeah. It really is. There's no there's no questioning there because they're, they're literally, their 3DS library is actually almost twice as big than their Wii U library. Yeah. Well, and that, that's also like, that, that's like this stuff that's just in general a problem of the, that's just like a symptom of the bigger problem. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, there's just like this big... Uh, game industry mentality that um, uh, you know AAA publishers don't really look at the at Nintendo's like console hardware because they always yeah. scoff at it. Yeah, they they always scoff at it for various reasons, but the biggest reason is because um, it requires them to think a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, about how to make their games. You know, they actually have to make their games like unique and play good, and no one likes to do that. They just want to like have a, a multi-platform uh, a game that like runs on multiple platforms without having much uh, thought into whether or not uh, the the controller interface will work with it too mm-hmm. well, and uh, for the longest time, uh, I the, the what is it? All, a lot of the old guard have always had a grudge against Nintendo in general because uh, because they were they were around when Nintendo had more draconian like uh, publishing laws. Oh yeah, yeah, and Sony uh, was the first company to actually break that. Uh, break that system apart and so that's why like a lot of developers still have good uh, have a lot of good rapport with sony so the issue that i have is the fact that nintendo is still trying to coax these old old, old guard to work for games on their system and that doesn't really work too well it's 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 uh, you, yeah it's way you have way too many diminishing returns on it yeah and what they should have been focusing on is trying to get all all the fresh blood to create games for this system like you know that's the old world you know the old interface where you know the the old interface of using like a controller right and a controller interface design that was based on a combination of the SNES and the N64 controller is really really yeah, is really really yeah. old school I mean like you gotta have new experiences for that and if you if you start bringing in developers who are used to the old paradigm yeah and not uh, developers who are used to the new ones Right uh, or uh, and not actively looking for ways to convince these developers that this is the future, then this is where uh, Nintendo's home consoles suffer. Yeah, and that is a big problem. Uh, so what they're probably trying to do with NX right now is they're they're observing exactly how people are uh, playing mobile are, are are playing like yeah. uh, mobile gaming on the landscape right now. Yeah, and my big theory about what the NX is actually going to be is uh what is it it's actually designed to be just uh you know how okay well here's a good example um remember when when uh, microsoft or microsoft when apple released the ipod yes right they were like you know it's like this little handheld device right um 
and you can store music on it. Uh, oh, yeah. You can store music on it, and you uh, have to use a computer to interact with it, right? Yes. Well, then eventually they made the iPod available available for people who run Windows, right? right. If, you, if you had a Windows PC and you just bought an iPod, you could then just use the... You can then use the iPod to uh, connect to your Windows PC and transfer music that way instead of having to buy a Mac. Yeah. Right? But it got people interested in Apple products in general. So some of them who bought iPods eventually bought a Mac uh, for, the, for the next computer. Right? Fast forward to, t- to today, right? Right? The iPhone has now replaced the iPod and you can still connect it to a Windows PC. However, if you buy not only uh, an iPhone and, you're ne- and then you own a Mac, the experience of owning that iPhone is enhanced. Yeah. You know, like, for example, instead of uh, instead of you typing text messages on your phone, you can instead just type mix messages on your Mac, right? And then, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah and you can send messages that way um, to other people's accounts, even if they don't even have a, an iPhone uh, that you're sending uh, the messages to, right? right. Instead, send the text message, you know, and then relay, relay what you're typing on your Mac to your iPhone, then send that as a text message, as an SMS message. Right. Right. This is the strategy that I'm seeing with the NX, right? I'm seeing, yeah. I'm seeing this with Pokemon Go. They might have a lot of plans with with how Pokemon Go will work. Like, right now, it's, like, fun by itself, right? Yeah. But maybe they might release a Pokemon game for the NX system that will that will utilize the data from Pokemon Go. Or it will actually have... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will actually have some features that, if you're not playing Pokemon Go, just... It's also, like, a, it's also a throwback to the VMU era, yeah. too. Right? Think of, yeah, think of Pokemon Go as, like... The VMU minigame for uh, whatever Pokemon game that Nintendo is going to release for the NX. Yeah. Think of it as that. Right. And this is just the beginnings of it. So um, it's, uh, so that's the biggest example of that. And I don't know what, what, what Nintendo is thinking of, but um, I, do, I, I do hope that they're actually going to go for that push. Because and, cause it's, also, it's also a brilliant business move, too, because uh, if Nintendo really wanted to, um, all they need to do for, for this NX ecosystem... Is create one app, um, you know, for, yeah. yeah, for for both i for both the uh, Apple App Store and Google Play, called like the NX app, and what well and here's what I'm envisioning, what when people open up the NX app, it will just try looking for the for the for the closest uh, Nintendo NX system yeah. nearby and try to communicate with it, and if the NX system is like uh, you know tells you, do you have a mobile mobile yeah. device right, install the NX app, and then it'll communicate to the phone that way. And yeah. it'll cut down, yeah, it will just cut down on Nintendo's R&D costs because they don't have to physically create those wacky controllers that you sell with the Wii U anymore. They could yeah. just, they could just utilize, uh, you know, these smartphones' more advanced technology, and all they got to do is just implement software that will allow it to communicate that way. Uh, but that's what that's what I'm envisioning for what the NX is going to be, and that would be really awesome if that's what if that's what yeah. actually my prediction is going to be. Um, and not a lot of people are talking about that, obviously. So. We'll see how this turns out, but that's what that's what my guess is going to be. Um, the NX will actually not really have a controller anymore because people are used to using touchscreens now. Right. And the Nintendo DS is archaic at this point. It really is. Like, uh, it, it's it's there. You know, it, people people like you and me will have a fondness for it because we grew up playing playing with the uh, old old fashioned controllers. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the newer generation, they grew up on smartphones and tablets, and those are just pure touchscreens. Um, and Apple is in. Apple doesn't seem to care about gaming that much because if they did, they would have started like buying out companies. They would, that, yeah, yeah, they would have started buying out companies that specialize in video games. Like uh, they would have either collaborated with Hori or uh, Mad Cats for you know arcade. Yeah, but the thing is, I never liked Mad Cats. It was like such. I, I have a sour taste with Mad Cats. No, I, I know, but I mean, like, it, I really do. It's just that, yeah, no, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just listing some examples. I right, know. right. Yeah. yeah, like Mad Cats and. Uh, and like I mean, the, and the only the only companies that are that are making like a a genuine effort to try and like uh, help Apple are like really just the uh, Steel Series guys. Yeah, they really are. And that's about it, really. And but you know, they're it's not a big market because Apple's giving is not really giving. You know, excuse me, they're not really giving incentives for uh, uh, a game a gamer friendly ecosystem, even though they they keep promoting it as such. Yes. And. Uh, yeah, and Apple just doesn't understand gaming in general because of that. Like, uh, was it when they were, when, they, when they released the the new Apple TV last year? There was like actually a requirement in in the in the, in the developer contract saying that if you want to make a game for uh, the Apple TV, it needs to have 
the the main requirement is it must have uh, it must work with the touch interface. Right. No, no, you know, no exceptions. You can't have like a, a dedicated controller for that. And not a lot of uh, games work well with a touch interface. No, they don't. <laughs> you know, no, they don't. Like the only really good ones that I can think of are, are rhythm games, which is why I only have mostly rhythm games on my on my iOS devices <laughs> because those are really the only games that work well. Yeah, I have I have um, Ducktales, which was originally developed. Was the only way to get it was well for you for me. Um, I, I had to get it for the I, my iPhone, and it works pretty okay. It works pretty good. It just takes a while to get used to it. The one game that doesn't work really well with the touchscreen interface was Sonic. <laughs> Sonic One. They had a re, did a remake. They released it. The thing that they released it. There's a huge story, a really interesting story behind Sonic One. Um, behind there, but I won't get into it. But the interface with Sonic One, it's it's really hard to make certain tricky jumps. Especially really? at the at the end of Labyrinth Zone Zone Three, you don't fight Robotnik. You no, I thought it was uh, what was it? I thought it was Marble Zone. What's Labyrinth? Labyrinth? I thought it was Labyrinth Zone was four, wasn't it? What? No, Labyrinth Zone was game one. No, 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 no. I mean Zone Zone. I mean for Sonic One, right? Zone four. Zone five. No, wasn't that like the the Starlight one? Yeah. So, oh yeah, Zone five is Starlight. Zone four is Labyrinth yeah, Zone. Yeah. So it was Zone three? Because I, I know the first one was Green Hill. Second one was Marble. Third one was what? Carnival uh, something. No. The casino zone or whatever. There was no casino zone. That it, was a, that was part two, right? That was part two. Okay. Um, no, I think Labyrinth Zone is zone four. I don't remember what zone three was. <laughs> so weird. I, I I play this game like constantly. I don't remember. Okay, but long story short, <laughs> the, it, it's hard to make tr- tricky jumps. Yeah, and for and yeah, in my case, I was trying to play Shantae, like a uh, Risky's Revenge on 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 iOS. It, I was like, ugh. <laughs> It just it just feels ugh. It really does, especially because like my hand my my hands easily get sweaty, and then my and then like when my hands start getting sweaty, like the touch interface just falls apart. <laughs> spring yard zone is zone three. What was that? Like there's a whole bunch of like springs. Yeah, pretty much. That's weird. Yeah, that's I don't know why that zone's not memorable for me. Yeah, but the the thing is though, in Sonic One. There was a. Why, why is this being stupid? Why is this not telling me anything? You know this wiki is stupid. <laughs> there are okay. certain wikis that just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Um. Uh, in Sonic, when Sonic One was released, like when they're doing screenshots, there's a screenshot of the zone that looked amazing, but it was never included in the actual game. Yeah. And, but. In the remake, they included it. There was an extra zone between Labyrinth Zone and Star Zone. Yeah. You got that new zone. They, re- they included it in the re-release because they're like, it was in the code, we just didn't have enough time, and the only people who actually got it legit in the cart was Taiwan because they had a something with a trade embargo, and so they, they took a ROM, someone stole a ROM from Sega, they reproduced a ROM. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot. A, lot, a lot of craziness there. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of zaniness. To it, yeah. But for me, yeah, like it, like a lot of a lot of the games that people try to make for uh, for iOS, those just don't really jive with me. Especially like when I, when I play it for a long time, because like my hands start getting sweaty, then the interface just starts breaking down when your hands get sweaty. It's just it just it just never feels right. Um, but yeah, like the moment I do buy like a Steel Strategy controller for my for my uh, iPad Pro, um, yeah, I'll start buying like a whole bunch of games that use it. So uh, yeah, like uh, for example, like uh, Geometry Wars. Um, yeah. Geometry Wars, uh, Final Fantasies. All the Final Fantasies. Yeah. Yeah, because I actually want to get Final Fantasy VI for the, uh, for my iOS device, because that one, that, that one is actually the, the rebalanced one. Yeah. Like, the, they use, like, the, all, the, all the rebalanced code for, for the Game Boy Advance version, but, like, they kept the music from the, for the SNES version. So, yes. Except the graphics look weird, but who cares? <laughs> I hope it doesn't look too weird. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the problem with that. So, uh, is there anything else for this week that you want to talk about, or is... I think that's about it. Really? Yeah. There won't be anything really exciting on our end for, like, till next week, because Star Trek Beyond comes up. Yeah. Star Trek Beyond. Um, oh, so no Ghostbusters for you, huh? No Ghostbusters for me. <laughs> wow, um, you're tight. You're just... Because, uh, what, you hate the humor? Yeah. You're, you're used to the humor. Too used to the humor. This is what this was a really mellow episode, by the way. What? This was a really mellow episode. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it really was. We're just hanging around. 
Yeah, that was kind of weird. And you're you're well because you're look, also looking at your screen a lot too. Well, yeah, because I, I was like, there's certain information that I was like, uh, what is the name of the stupid zone? <laughs> there, I can't find the name of that stupid zone. <laughs> you can't find the name of that stupid zone. Okay, that'll be the episode title. Then. There you go. There we go. You can't find the name of that stupid zone. Okay, what's the name of that stupid zone? I don't know! Um, well, let's we'll, we'll leave it at that then, and then we'll just put it up and follow up. Does that sound cool, da- Gus? Dave? Oh my god, Dave, yes. Does that sound good? Yes. Alright, so, uh, yeah, welcome to, uh, the, that's, what, that's today's, this week's episode of, well, this, this week's mellow episode of Games Animated Stuff. Uh, so, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.